I'm your host, JR. And I'm your co-host, Helen. The purpose of this podcast is to build community for those who are awakened, those on the spiritual path, and those who are curious about spirituality. We're starting a new exciting series, and we're calling it Spotlights, where we highlight you guys, just your awakened stories. Yes, and in this Spotlight series, we basically go deep into the background of our guest. We go deep into their story and their awakening journey, their dark nights of the soul. So it's a really, really deep dive into their personal story. And our first guest today is Lauren Hill. Thank you. Thank you. So excited to be here. Why don't you start off and share with us um, where you've been? (laughs) Yeah. So I, I'm Lauren. I'm a career coach for creatives. So I help burnt out creatives align with their purpose and make money doing work that they love. And my journey has been quite an interesting one. I grew up in the Napa Valley. Just looking back from a young age, like I was always interested in sharing positivity, joy, and um, light through artwork. I studied illustration in college. And after college, uh, I moved back to Napa where it was 2009, the recession was going on and I was looking for a job and I ended up finding a job at an art gallery, which was such an interesting, I mean, talk about spiritual experience. The owner at the time, it was this 20 year old gallery, really well known in uh, the Napa Valley. The owner had been in a bicycle accident and was in a coma and they were looking for extra help at the time. And I, you know, it was an internship, it was free work. And I was like, well, I mean, I might as well, it's in an art gallery. So I'll see, I was like babysitting at the time. And so I took the job and then he ended up uh, passing away like a couple days later and they hired me full time and I started selling thousands of dollars worth of artwork. So that was a really interesting process. I ended up staying there for six years. And in that time, I was also struggling with drug and alcohol abuse. So that was another really big changing moment in my life when I decided to get sober. Uh, And that happened in 2015. So my sober journey has been so interesting as well. Um, I had so much resistance, obviously, (laughs) to getting sober. Um, You mean it's not easy? (laughs) (laughs) I was like an alcoholic, like, I don't want to be associated with them. (laughs) Um, But one other kind of like spiritual experience, like the program uh, AA is also about spiritual experiences. And the first meeting that I went to was so profound because I, that night, so the night before, um, there was a couple things leading up to the actual lowest of my low Mm. at that point. And um, the night before I had a friend who came over 
and we shared a bottle of tequila. I was living up in the hills at the time on Howell Mountain Road, and um, he left that night. I had given him some uh, some Valium too because I was like, "Here, have some." And he ended up. Uh, I woke up in the morning with a bunch of text messages from him saying that he had been pulled over by a cop. He got a DUI, and um, they found the Valium. Blah blah blah. And I was just like, if he would like if I would have woken up to finding out that he was dead like I don't know what I would have done you know and this was after like so many other things that had happened to me that I was just like why can't I stop drinking like why can't I stop using I just don't understand why I can't stop Mm. and um and so that day I was hung over I went to this we had this like quarterly meeting at work that day and we had to be around the whole company. We had like a barbecue and stuff. And I was just like, I do not want to be here. And my friend, my other friend at the time that morning was like, Lauren, you need to get help. Like you can't keep doing this on your own. And so I decided I'm going to go to an AA meeting. (laughs) It was terrifying. I'm going to do it. And so I ended up, um, go, I ended up after the quarterly meeting, driving myself to an AA meeting, sitting in the car. And I just remember praying. I was like, please God, let there be someone in here that can help me. Like just one person. And I just, I felt this sense of like, again, willingness, but like pure terror. And I walk in and there's this girl that was just at my quarterly meeting standing there from my work. And I was like, what are you doing here? And she's like, oh, I'm going to a meeting. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. And she's like, let me take you upstairs. I'm so excited. And she entered, her dad was there too. She introduced me to him. And then she's like, oh, and by the way, so-and-so is coming. Another guy from my work. He ends up walking in the door and I'm like, what? Like, how are you guys both hiding this, this whole time? Like I've been struggling, what? And it was like this, like this God shot, you know, like, how is this possible that like my prayers have been answered? Like, I don't feel so alone anymore. Mm. And that, I mean, that was so powerful and it's continued to happen a few different times where there's just like these weird, unexplainable experiences. And you're like, all right, I'm in the right place. And now I'm so grateful too. My brother is also in the program as well. So my brother was arrested um, when he was 17 mm-hmm. and he's been in prison for 24 years. Oh, wow. So that's like a big, that happened when I was 11 years old oh. and um, he's getting, uh, he's like, just got granted early parole. Oh, oh wow. So I mean, it's been such an interesting transition. So I have two brothers. The other one, like I said, is also sober. Mm. And we're all in this. My parents are still together. They live in Napa. We're all on this kind of like self-growth journey together as a family, which is really interesting. And it's been fascinating to see, to witness all of like, you know, the family that's on the outside um projecting onto him of like oh you got to be careful like things are going to be scary when you get out like you have to learn all these new things like you know and he's like 
I got this, you know, like he's a very spiritual person. He's, he's had a lot of different awakenings along the way as well. And so I just kind of switched my thinking too of like, all right, like how can we really look forward to this new experience of him being out? And when I talked to him recently, I was like, let's go to the zoo together. Like (laughs) he hasn't seen animals like maybe birds and like maybe a cow or they do have service dogs sometimes that come in there, but he hasn't seen like a zebra or a monkey or a giraffe, you know, like in years and years and years. And he was like, oh my gosh, that sounds like the best idea. And so just (laughs) kind of painting this picture, visualizing like what's possible when you get out and like focusing on that rather than like, you know, all the, the scary things that might happen. Um, that's been interesting to witness as we transition into this new phase with our family too. Yeah. Wow. That's such a unique experience. When you were at those moments at the right place and the right time, like what was going on inside of you? What did you think? What did you feel? Was it like really perfectly aligned or what did you notice about those moments? It's funny because I have, I, I, looking back, I see, I had so much resistance at that point of me getting sober. I really realized like, wow, there's something to this. When you reach out for help to someone who knows what they're doing, like you get propelled into this place where you like anything is possible. And so I started doing that more often and I started getting my own coaches and I was like, wow, there's, there's really magic to this. When you get into a rut, like, and you hit a rock bottom, like what for some people, like, what is it that's going to make them change? That's such a good point. It's, it's like the, like, when is enough to enough for you? Where you finally just like take mm-hmm. action, you throw what you've been doing away and then you just like change it. And yeah, I mean, I, I take a lot of those principles into my coaching as well. And it's the same thing, like getting help with your career. Like there's so many people that these, you know, the people that I help are people that are usually overwhelmed, frustrated, in a rut, feeling stuck. And like, they just don't know what steps to take next or like how to get where they want to go. And it's like, again, at what point do you get to the point of like desperation to ask for help? Some people it's never different. do, right? Some people never ask for help their whole lives. Yeah. And, and like, crazy. what, why is that? Yeah. It's the, I, I think most of it is fear, right? Most of it is fear. Most of it is ego-based. A lot of the people like you ask, needing and wanting to ask for help shows great courage from any individual. It shows great maturity, I think as well. And if, you know, to bring it back to awakening, to consciousness, it's the way of actually being able to be witnessed and to see each other. Because if you keep yourself, if you keep your light, right, and you're not actually showing it to anyone, how are you actually being seen and witnessed if consciousness is always the way of looking at itself more and more deeply, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so interesting, too, because for so long, I felt scared to share my voice you know, my self with others, I still have that fear. I still, you know, I'm 
I think as a highly sensitive person too, and because I'm an artist, like I've not always felt comfortable communicating through words. Like that's definitely a skill I've had to learn. Mm. I felt comfortable communicating through images. You've been through a lot of hardship as, as you've shared. So how, what is, what is a thought or what is a way that you see the world now that has really served you? I mean, I just see the world as being infinite. Like there, there are an infinite amount of possibilities. I just see miracles happen all the time. And one of my favorite quotes, Einstein said, you know, you can either choose to believe that everything is a miracle or nothing is a miracle. And it comes down to a choice. And I really believe that. And as soon as you commit to that choice, there like miracles start happening. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, but I believe in synchronicities, you know, I, I truly do. And the more that I ground myself in that belief, the more that I can surrender to the unfolding of, you know, that co-creating. So knowing like what, that my part, I can show up and have, hold that a hundred percent responsibility for my part and know that there are miracles that happen when I show up to that responsibility and, and allow there to be space for unexpected things to happen. Yeah. And so becoming a coach, I just feel like has, it's, it's truly my life's purpose. And it's the most fulfilling work that I could ever imagine. I tend to work with more introverted creatives that, you know, are nervous to share their artwork, are nervous to share their needs, their voice, and cultivating that really the strengths, like really um, understanding what their strengths are and communicating them, becoming their own advocate, being able to connect with other like-minded and just see their own lives blossom is the most amazing experience to witness and be part of. So Lauren, what does a normal coaching session look like for you? Do you take, what processes do you take your clients through? So typically in the beginning of working together, I like to set a really strong foundation with my clients. So I have them do a lot of work around their values, their motivations, they're, um, you know, figuring out what their positive self-concept looks like. So, you know, their skills, their talents, their accomplishments, their desires. I have them write out a career dream statement of what they want their career to look like. And then I also have them start doing informational interviews. So reaching out to other people in the field, uh, doing research on role models, and brand ambition. So people that, you know, their job or the business really lights them up inside and kind of discovering what about that. And, um, you know, asking questions to see what a day in the life of that type of person would look like so that they can get more clarity on what, where they want to go with their own career and start strategizing, planning to make it happen. So I really break down in each session, we break down their bigger goals into smaller bite-sized steps. So it, it feels less daunting. 
I think a lot of people can struggle with, you know, they have these big visions, they have these big goals, but they don't know where to get started. And so I really help them break it down into smaller steps. And then along the way, walk them through a lot of the fears and self-doubts and limiting beliefs that come up during that process, because there's a ton of them. Mm-hmm. And everyone has them, right? Yeah. I think a big one is like, say you're an artist, you're an illustrator or something, and you want to post on social media. Like you're trying to post your artwork more on social media, but every time you, you post, you have all these limiting beliefs that come up. So you're thinking like, oh, people are going to get annoyed. They don't want to hear from me. Like they're going to think my art, artwork is dumb. And so how do you work through those beliefs? Well, you slow it down and you break it down. So you kind of choose one to work on um, to be able to reframe it. So we'll just choose one right now. So people are going to get annoyed with me sharing. And there's a couple different ways you can look at it. Um, One thought system I use is called the model. And it's breaking it down into circumstances are neutral. So all circumstances are neutral, right? So like, you know, posting on social media, that is a neutral circumstance. And then we have certain thoughts about that circumstance that create feeling. And the feeling then translates into our actions And the actions then translate into our results. So breaking it down and really understanding like, okay, what are the intentional thoughts that I want to think or that I need to think in order to create the results that I want? And a great way of doing this is, so you have the thought like, if I share on social media, people are gonna get annoyed. Well, Byron Katie has a great way to look at this too. She, she says, well, ask yourself, is that true? It, can I a hundred percent say that that is true? And most of the time, no, it's not true. Like we don't know it's a hundred percent true. And what you can do is then shift it. You can turn it around. So people are going to get annoyed if I share on social media. Okay. What's the opposite of that? People won't get annoyed if I share on social media and then kind of just playing with the words and thinking about it. Okay. So what, what's a different thought that would be more empowering that I could believe that some, like, how about maybe some one person might enjoy me sharing this on social media and, and kind of just playing around with those thoughts. Oh, how does that make me feel? Well, if one person enjoyed me sharing this on social media actually that makes me feel like a little bit better you know and then intentionally coming up with more thoughts that are going to propel you into the feelings and then the actions and the results that you want to create so that's yeah that's kind of how I I like you should coach JR right now because he feels a way about social media so JR (laughs) tell her a thought you have about social media uh I hate Facebook just because uh, I deleted it about three years ago. And because I was, I kept on scrolling through the stories and scrolling through the pictures and it, I, it was mindless for me. And I actually don't regret it. <laughs> I do not regret it. Uh, Instagram, I wasn't a fan of either. 
just because it was the same thing. But I realized I had to get an Instagram for my business because it's an, an integral part of growing your business. So that is pretty much the only reason why I still have an Instagram. But other than that, if I didn't have a business, I wouldn't have an Instagram or Facebook. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I actually unfollowed everyone from Instagram at the beginning of the year. Right. So, yeah, because you, you still retain your followers, right? You just unfollow. Nothing's in your feed if you unfollow them, which makes it a, little, a bit more easier. So that's actually a great coaching tip to unfollow, right? Yeah, I'm just too sensitive to the the scroll. Like you were talking about yeah. the mindless scroll. I'm... Right you know, when I see something, I'm like, Oh, shiny yeah. objects syndrome. Right. <laughs> like, and you know, I'm a sucker for dog videos and cat videos. I can get <laughs> lost in them. Actually, yeah. uh, that's one aspect of Instagram where I actually don't mind where I get lost in those cute puppy videos. So yeah. Else, and it's, <laughs> it's just being more intentional with your time too, and knowing what your needs are. So yeah. I do still engage. Like I'll, I, I have a bunch of messages and when I meet people, I'll follow them at first and then I'll, I'll go like, I'll go home or whatever and I'll message them so that they're in my messages and then I'll unfollow them. Mm. So I kind of like go back through my messages on occasion and I'll engage with them with what they're doing or send them a message. And that's my way of staying informed and continuing to be part of, but not being faced with like the, all the stuff that you just get sucked into. Right, so right. And that, 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 that is done on purpose too. So it's, 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 it's a way, it's a form of energy harvesting that these companies have integrated within their own system. So as long as we're aware of that, yeah, <laughs> I know they grab out because of the, it's an attention economy and the social dilemma. But yeah. wow, energy harvest. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Facebook and Facebook is a dark company. Oh my gosh! I mean, it's the same thing with online dating too. I go through these phases where I'm like, I want to delete all the apps. Like, I can't handle this anymore because right. you get sucked in, and you're like, you know, I have to be doing the thing and. Right. Whew. it's it's that mindfulness you right. know and really like okay how am I thinking about this right now how am I feeling about this how can I be more intentional and right. like you know get to the result that to create the result you're looking for so if you have a business like Instagram social media is a great way to connect with people Engage. it's just yeah it's it's so like figuring out what your result is with it and then kind of backtracking of like what would I have to think what would I have to you know take action on and breaking it down so definitely a balance there there are those entrepreneurs out there who can be on Facebook 15 hours a day and engage really that's great uh I think Gary Vaynerchuk he's oh. uh, yeah he back in the day he was just he was all about his online community constantly dming people constantly engaging with people that's great and he's actually he's built his own empire but i i can't do that for 15 hours a day no way no I, and i, I would can't. i would wonder you know asking him in that older place like if where he was engaging like did he feel fulfilled at that time right Ooh. right Probably, I mean, I mean, he would probably have some sort of middle middle of the road answer, like yes and no, you know. 
yeah finding that balance is so important huge balance yeah, i can only do it for 15 30 minutes 20 minutes a day and then i'm tapped <laughs> it is it's such a vortex it is. Yes, that's a good way to put it. That's a perfect word for it. <laughs> and it's so interesting too, because they're like, we don't really think about it that much, but it does have like the online world has such different energy pockets. Like there's in Instagram, like there's so much there's it's, it has such a heavy energy. Like there's so much content there. Yeah. There's so much going on there and so many different like ideas and values and beliefs and things. And it's just like, even when we talk about it or think about it, that the energy of it is so interesting just to even yeah. feel, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I actually, I do an Instagram live every week where I interview friends and colleagues who have creative careers so that my audience can really get ideas for what is possible. And I feel like, you know, Instagram has it is such a great way to like connect with people. And that's what I think it was originally made for. And, you know, now be because it's, it's turned into a sales tool too. There's, it, it can be a little confusing to navigate. Yeah. Mm. All right. We've reached the now what part of our episode, Lauren, we've learned a lot about your backstory, a lot about your history, a lot of, um, to where you got now, what can you give, what advice can you give the listeners now as they move forward with their own struggles, as they, as they move forward with their own careers? Well, I believe that, you know, our purpose is really the evolution of consciousness. Mm -hmm. It's as simple as that. <laughs> and as complex as that. And awareness is really the key. So becoming more aware of your thoughts and feelings and allowing yourself the time to slow down and really understand what your needs are and have that kind of humbling approach of being able to ask for help when you need it is so important. Go out there and find help. Like, don't be afraid to ask for help. That is the key to success really is sharing community, you know, and cultivating relationships with other like-minded that can help you create the life that you want to live. Find someone who knows what they're doing and has expertise in a certain area that you're struggling with. It changes everything. It really does. And I just, you know, I'm a firm believer that anything is possible um, if you believe, if your desire matches your belief, it'll happen. Great. And then where can our listeners find you? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram at curated splash. And then my website is curated splash.com. My name is Lauren Hill. Of course it's L A U R Y N just like this, the singer. Just so like the Lauren Hill. You are, no, you are the Lauren Hill. Yes. Hey. <laughs> so if you Google Lauren Hill, you probably want to Google uh, career coach for creative suit. That's how you'll find me. Yeah. If you like this episode, please subscribe. I'm JR. You can find me at journeythroughtheawakening.com. And I'm Helen. You'll find me at helencoaches.wordpress.com or just email me, helen at helencoaches.com. 
Thank you again, Lauren. It's been fun. See you guys for the next episode. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,